Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sidelines Bar and Grill at Erina. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Sean Millercamp. How you doing guys? Very good. Marvellous. How are you? I'm well. We've got Sean in the start with. Uh, how are you, mate? Thank you. Well, going really good. You need to turn your mic on, buddy. And you need to move it a bit closer. Ah, see, amateur hour. There we go. How's there we that? go. Is that better? You now he's nice on. height too, if you want. All right, there we go. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little knob on the side. Oh, you got to play with your knob, and then you got to lift it up. There we go. There we go. There we go. Sorry, there we go. I should have set that up. Well, see, this is why I have a media manager. Uh, <laughs> it's useless, by the way. It does nothing. Right. It's a little bit so different help now. Help me out here, Tyson. Are Come you on. well? You're good. I'm good. My uh, media manager's not, but I'm good. This is the first time we've spoken to you in this actual office. Yes. Yes, it's not a bad spot, is it? No, it's pretty good. good. Yeah. Nice it's, a nice views. it's a nice view this time of the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, we get to look over Bunnings as the sun sets over it, so... <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right. I've got my back to the current sunset, so the view is good for me. It's not much. Staring oh. at a wall. It's just pink. But that's very nice, though. Yeah. Right, so we do a weekly walkout song where the song relates to a bit of uh, news during the week, and you have to try and guess what it is, all right? Sounds good. All right, I'll try not to burst your ears. I think Luke should know this one. You've lost me there. Gotta wait till the chorus. System of a down. It's not to do with pizza, Josh. In case I took Damn it. Making me hungry. Same therapy. What causes therapy? What causes therapy? Yeah. Watching us play. Oh, my God. <laughs> so advertising campaign was released yesterday. Yeah, that needs definitely needs some therapy. Yep. That was System of a Down. So, you got the one right. You guys are none for three. You picked the worst song. Because you picked hard Oh, ones. my God. Uh, I got nothing. I thought it was Legend of Bory, and if you haven't seen that on YouTube, it's worth watching. No, I haven't seen so that. It's a bizarre laugh. Pete Pryor will have a good giggle at that. <laughs> Right, do you want to jump straight into the interview or you want to talk about some other stuff first? No, I'm happy to hang out. I've got all the time in the world. I'm in your hands. Right, okay. We'll <laughs> start with the interview then. Oh, um, get out of here quick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bad smell. Right, Michael Charlesworth was in the country for a few days um, to deal with the, the FFA and the FIFA stuff. Uh, yes. Can you tell us what happened with that? Yeah, uh, I think uh, Mike himself was very excited to um, uh, for the FIFA meeting to be happening. Uh, and uh, and yeah, flew flew across the world to to be part of it. And um, the outcomes from uh, from Mike's perspective was that it is great that things are so positive uh, that uh, that FIFA came came in and had the conversation with FFA about the structure of the game. Um, the, the the timing from the FFA is has sort of come out that they feel that the timing wasn't the best. However, the perspective from the owners is that the timing is actually pretty good to really be looking at. Uh, the, the structure of the game as it is right now and um, robust discussions were had uh, everyone was in agreement that there was a lot to talk about uh, but in essence it was really about making sure that the uh, model for football in Australia fits the um, uh, fits the mandate for FIFA across the world. Because there was a lot of rumours uh, before these meetings took place wasn't there that the clubs were going to boycott the meetings because they weren't happy with the way that the FFA sort of schedule them to try and make them look like that everything was all sort of nice and rosy when it clearly isn't. Was that sort of on the cards for us or were Mike and yourself, if you went, were you guys always going to be there? 
Yeah, I, I didn't go. This was uh, this was chairman's only, uh, very strictly chairman's only, which is uh, which is rare because often each club has a representative, and and I, that's why I end up often going to these. And um, but even for those clubs that couldn't have their chairman there, there was no representative uh, from those clubs. But uh, but most of the clubs were in attendance. And uh, was there or wasn't there a boycott? I've heard lots of different versions and and uh, yeah, conversations around what what transpired in that area. And I think unless you're in the room, you won't really know. Um, yeah, how it sort of played out, but there, um, but there definitely was a dinner with the chairmans and uh, with the uh, with the with FIFA. Um, they they all got together for a dinner, which was which was good. Uh, I'm not sure who was at that dinner and who wasn't. <laughs> Whether they had to pay or not, or very expensive dinner, I bet. Yeah, I bet yeah. it was. But so because it's something that Mike's uh, tried to push for a long time, isn't it? Because I remember when we spoke to him last time that um, I think that was around the same time that sort of things were coming to a head with owners and the FFA. Do you think that? If uh, sort of Mike gets the changes that he wants, it'll benefit us as a club when we have more of a say in how we do things. Well, Mike has always been, put the Mariners aside, Mike has always been very passionate about the A-League in the country mm. and has always wanted the best for, uh, for the elite competition in this country. And, he's, um, and the Centre of Excellence is a big part of that in, in his vision. It's not just about the Central Coast Mariners. And um, and so for Mike as well in uh, in this space, he's always been very pro having an independent body running the A League, um, and, and he and he's, he's never refrained from that. So which scares the pants off the FFA, doesn't? Which it? is contrary yeah. to what Gallup said midweek. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, and that's where you you hear some of the um, some some of the pushback in the in the commentary that that's out there around uh, different strategies and structures, but. But that's where that's where Mike is. He, he generally believes that and, you know that the that the model for the A League to be running itself or have an independent body running the A League, where the A League clubs have got a say in how their money uh, is being spent from the investment that comes in and from the revenue that is attracted in through from the A League. Um, that's uh, that's where he's looking to to make sure that there's a there's a change in the in, in the in the landscape, and um, not everybody's in agreement with that. Um, but um, but there are plenty of clubs and and the clubs for the first time. Uh, which, which is I'm hearing for the first time in 11 years are more closely aligned in this space than ever before, and that's that's all 10 clubs. So, do you think? What do you think about the new TV deal that's in negotiations at the moment? Because there's been a lot of sort of things uh, said that the FFA are trying to get twice as much money than what the current deal is, which the current deal is 40 million a season, I think it is. Yeah, look, it's probably fractionally less in regards to if you um, count apples for apples, because the 40 mil includes uh, the Asian Champions League you know, um, and, yep. and the overseas uh, broadcast that, that happens. So, so and that's not part of the uh, next broadcast deal. Um, yeah, the, the, the numbers spruik around doubling has been said there, but no one's really got any finger on their pulse as to what that number really actually is. And the, the reality is is that the number is, is, is probably more based around competitive tension because if you've got one player in there, if there's only one offer on the table... Well, they're not going to double the offer, are they? Mm. They're going to offer you 60 mil, and it is what it is. And if that's the only offer that's there, then that's the only offer that's there. But if if there's two players that come or three players that come in, well, then you know that you know if 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 I got two at the table, one of them's going to going to go to the 80 mil because that's 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 in there publicly. But then who's going to actually start to start to push the barrier? Once you've got competitive tension, then you've really got to be able to see what the value is worth. Because if you've only got one person uh, bidding for the broadcast rights. They will take the cold, hard facts and the cold, hard delivery on what that's worth 
uh, like for like and say this is how many viewers we get and this is what, that, that, what that's going to be worth. Not looking at the brand integrity. Whereas if you have multiple players and they're going to consider, well, if we don't have it and they've got it, what is that doing for their brand and not doing for our brand? And that is the conversation that has to happen for football to grow. The second part of it that grows off from that, the size of the broadcast deal in all, from an A-League club's perspective is totally irrelevant. It's the slice of the pie. Uh, that, yeah. that, that, that is the part. Because effectively, if you twice the TV deal, clubs should get twice the amount of money allocated from the TV deal. The cap could essentially be doubled. But I don't know if that would be a good thing for us. Yeah, well, well... Surely it would be. Like, like if if it's all just, you know, economies of scale, you know, then, uh, then yeah, so if the, if the grant gets increased and the player's salary gets increased, yeah, and the, and the cap gets increased... Well, there's no change to us. It's yeah. just money in, money out. Where does the rest yeah. of the money go? No one's able to grow. I'm, I'm, you know, as a club, we're not in a situation that we can then put more programs in at grassroots to make sure that the that the football up here continues to grow. So, mm. so the slice of the pie is important. The percentage and the difference between the cap and the and the grant is is critical. Uh, that comes through. You look at, at rugby league; they have 130 percent uh, that comes through. And what comes through? So the grant is 130 percent of the cap. That's right, yeah, and then so the 30% in between allows the club to, to run and, and stay on its own two feet and then uh, as it has its own commercial benefits, it can grow from there. Um, the, the, the advantages to that are, are enormous. If, if we had a situation where, where clubs could stand on their own two feet, you've, you've effectively got the stability uh, for, for all the 10 clubs you know, up and running and we can then, then in our best interest to grow is by helping football grow in total. Uh, at the moment, for us to grow, we need to just tread water and break even and not lose money. Um, so so totally changes the conversation. Right. Um, we were told to ask you, what match day experiences can we expect this season? What match day experiences can we expect this season? So and you're told to ask. I'm interested to see. someone over there that's uh, filming you. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tyson. <laughs> Thanks for the stitch up. So we can expect that our media manager will do cartwheels at halftime. We can expect that our media... Can we, can we actually do that? Can, can you do that? Well, he's going to do a superhuman impression, head. I think. So, <laughs> yeah, so that should be good fun. <laughs> So, no, in all no, Jesse should do that one because he's at <laughs> fault for that one. <laughs> so, uh, in all honesty, what can we expect? Uh, we can expect a um, uh, a better structured format around the the music that we play. Um, there's there's an Elvis tune that's getting pretty popular at the moment, so I'm sure that we'll hear that. Uh, in particular, seeing as the head coach is a massive Elvis fan, um, so so there will be some. If he sings it, everyone will sing it. I don't know. I haven't heard. If we can get him to sing it, (laughs) or mouth it at least. Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm really. You keep talking. I'll look it up. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Cool. (laughs) Hope he gets the right one. If he can at least mouth it on the big screen, surely that'll get the edited version without without the swearing. It'd be good. (laughs) Um, In particular, for us, the post match, uh, post match uh, has a totally different look and feel. Post match is important for us. Uh, We've always had a unique experience at post match, Um, and. And if I was to tell the uh, tell the story, imagine this tune, <laughs> and we're uh, we're in a situation. We've played okay round one, you know, and we played pretty good round two, regardless of result. But we're thinking, you know, what well, there's something here. We get to round three, and we're playing Brisbane, and we're down two nil. And seriously, everyone's throwing chairs and going, "Not another season like this." And we're five minutes. <laughs> How do you to know go, what I do? <laughs> five minutes to go, and then we we pull it out and we go bang bang bang, and we win three two. And then at the end of the game. We're going to send all our players across the halfway. 
and if we let them just sign for an hour to go around, we kind of lose a bit of that energy that's there. What we need to do is create a moment where our players can come together and celebrate with all our supporters, like we experienced in Newcastle away last year. So fundamentally, we need to create a moment post-match. Now, unfortunately, that's going to come at the sacrifice to uh, to my son, who who had probably a thousand signatures on his jersey four times over because he got uh, he got to meet each player after every game, you know, so many times. But um, in essence, what we'll we'll see the the core players will go across the halfway and start signing some autographs out of there. The interviews will start to take place. Um, that is there. And once the interviews take place, we will then nominate a point that'll probably be one of the corners either side of the southern end. Um, and call all the players and all the supporters to come around behind, and we'll look at southern take... end or the northern end. Where are we? Non palm trees. Northern, northern end. end. There we go. No, we'll go to the palm trees. Uh, forget the crowd. No, sorry, that's a, a geographical error. Um, so, but yeah, so we go to uh, uh, go to one of the corners, get all the crowd behind. Yeah, look to take a family photo, uh, bring the team's family onto the pitch uh, to come together and and take a moment where we're all there to celebrate. From that point, what we will need to do, those players who have played, who need to go in recovery, we will get them into the sheds. Um, So it won't be 45 minutes until they can start their rehab. That's something that that we've got to be better as a professional uh, club to do. And, uh, and then the non-playing players will then continue along the sidelines and sign the autographs that come through. I think it's a nice sort of 50-50 between being a fully professional club, like we were, I'm not saying we, we're not now, but under Arnie, they headed straight down the tunnel straight away every single week. So I think it's a nice compromise between that and what we did last season where every player went around every single game and um, signed. Yeah. So I think that's a good compromise. Yeah. yeah. And we're trying to create something that's us. The other clubs have got, you know, their, their different things that they do and, and rugby league's starting to copy you know, a few things club. from football. The Viking yeah, club, yeah, the Raiders do. Yep. Yeah, so, and it's not us to, it's not us to copy. Um, that's just not us as a club. And um, so we do have to create something. And the hardest thing for us to create, you generally the conversation happens and so many opinions come through. We should do this, we should do that. And before you end it, you, you, you haven't done anything. Yeah, you well, know, don't listen so. to a lot of people. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm just listening to you three. If you guys say it's okay, oh, then... Uh, <coughs> that's not yeah. good. Because <laughs> then people will blame us if it doesn't work. <laughs> that's why I'm throwing you under the bus here. There we go. The reality oh, is it wasn't me. It was the you know, Coast Football Ramble. Yeah. The reality is, is that you're never going to please everyone. And never, yeah. never, you never, pl- you can never please anyone in life. No, mm-hmm. I think a walkout song, a walkout, like a good one, is very hard to get. Yeah, yeah. it's very hard to pick. There'll be yeah. at least one person that will say, "I hate it, I don't want it." Yeah, but there'll the, the so be ninety nine percent will like but it. You know, what? they probably don't won't. have an opinion of themselves, like of what we should have. It's yeah. all like the selfish point of view. Let's yeah. play Yellow by Coldplay. So, well, well <laughs> so that's post match, <laughs> uh, pre match. Pre-match, you know, everyone's... The main thing that I hear is everyone needs to know the words. There's only going to be one word, and that's going to be hey, and um, and uh, we're recording that song, and uh, and we're going to stick with it. So if we can get the uh, the whole crowd to say one word at the same time... Oh, don't push them too hard, mate. Then, uh, then yeah. Surely well, we can do hey. Surely. I reckon we can do it. Just, yeah. a, just a point on Kendall Bar. I reckon Kendall Bar was a great idea last season. I think more people should go there because I think there were there were a couple of times where there just wasn't anyone there, and I think I don't think probably the awareness was there as as yet. But now that this this season we can, uh, is the Kendall Bar going to become a thing again? Yeah, yeah. Look, look. It's it's always been a challenge. Like we worked hard last year to get the Kendall Bar up and running, and there's uh, there's that format that's there. The um, the the bowling club continues to come up as a, as an option, um, yeah. And the challenge for us at the Leagues Club this year is they're 
excuse me, they're going to go through massive renovation. So, um, so we can start the, we can start the season, but we don't know what the end of the season is going to look like and when that's going to kick in. We're working closely with them to find out more information. But it'll, if it's not the uh, Kendall Bar, it'll be the bowling club. But uh, first home game against Brisbane, uh, pretty sure it'll be Kendall Bar, and. Uh, We'll probably mix up the talent a little bit, um, but uh, but we'll definitely make sure the coach is there. The, the challenge that we've really got in that space is 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 we want to have the coach there. That's that's something that no other club can even dream of having, and Paolo's in for it. But the amount of time to make sure that he can still do his job on the day, which we all want him to do. That's mm. yeah, he's, he's got to go and. Do I think his Tony job. was very good at that part last season. He was always willing to yeah. give up his time on game day, which I think most coaches won't do. They'll, yeah. they'll go into their shell a bit on game day just to figure everything out. Yeah. Yeah, so so then to give him the time, it comes in so early. It's like, well, geez, you know, it's a long time before kickoff. So, yeah. Yeah. so um, so it's probably going to be more around a match where there might be a double header or something like that. That um, that gives us that space to do it. So, um, but yeah, we'll once will we goes. ever be second on the match, like the second match on the double header? I don't think we are. We've always got the early games. No, uh, no, no. Sorry, it's a W League. W you mean the W, w-, w- the W League yeah. games before? Yeah. 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 So, is there any benefit to the club with that? With the W League games, or uh, is it just a case of? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the benefit you know, is, is you know you get a little bit of a crowd that comes through. Yeah. Uh, women's football is something that we're we're really passionate about. So so it's really about more about the long term play uh, for us. Definitely, the women's league matches helped us uh, form the relationship with Capital Football down in Canberra. That was that was an important part when they came along and they saw that Mariners supporters were cheering their team. That was a really good moment, and um, um, so those things helped and. And, you know, one day we will have our own W League team and, um, and, and these moments will, will set us up for that. I was just about to ask That's you about segue, that. That's a good segue, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> just about to ask you, um, was, is there like an early plan for a, for a Mariners W League team? Because I remember back in the day I went to a, uh, I think we, were, we lost a grand final and there was a big crowd there. It was really good. So um, I hope to see a W League Mariners team soon. But is there is there any early plans or anything that you know of? Yeah, um, I what I am proud of is that we're actually closer to understanding what that actually looks like. Uh, it was kind of easier last year when I was looking at W League going, all right, we just need to get the funds to get it up and running. But it's a, but it's a bigger beast. It's not just about having a W League team. If we just went and had a W League team that wasn't connected in any way, it wouldn't be us. And, and I think that that's what happened last time for us. So there's the first thing that needs to be um, uh, locked away is the financial security of it. The worst thing we could do is go in there and say that we've got a W League team and we've got a sponsor that's, that's backing us in to get there. That sponsor drops off after a year or two because they feel like they don't get value. And then we've, we've lost the W, the w League team. It will be because it will never come back. It will be a, 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 an absolute nightmare. So it needs to have a structure that is financially sound that's not totally to rely on sponsorship. Sponsorship is what to give it the leverage so that there's a, there's a safety net model that comes in. Once you've got that put aside, it's really about fixing women's football because if we go to the FFA and say that we're applying for the licence uh, for a W League team, They'll say, okay, cool, well, where are you going to get the players from? Because if we said, oh, yeah, well, we're going to recruit the players, we'll get a couple of players from, uh, from here, there and everywhere, then, then it won't happen because there's the talent pool at the moment in the W League and the drain that they've got and the pressures that they've got, it can't draw from that. That's got to stay. So it's got to be increasing the amount of quality females that come into the W League, which means that our academy pathways have got to be – we've got to be ready to go. We've got to be producing to come through at that level. And when we can present that model, then the FFA will sign off on it pretty quick. So this actually starts from, uh, from, from under six 
you know, plan all the way through our community into 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 SAP, you know, including North Shore Mariners because that's you know there's there's a strong female. Uh, they do brilliant in women's football coming up through there. That will actually then say, well, we will bring in a team and we'll bring it our team that comes into the competition. We won't be looking to grab these. There might be a high-profile player here or there, but um, but but the the bulk of the team is is ours. It represents us in our I community. I think the, the Northbridge won their league, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very strong. Very, I was very strong. Just about to put you on the spot and say, is there a potential that Northbridge would apply for the license on our behalf uh, as North Shore Mariners? Yeah, look, uh, yeah. Every every NPL club has got visions of grandeur, and and yeah. it's and it's very common for the FFA to get um, a lot of requests from NPL clubs to go into W League. But uh, the FFA have have be, uh, been very public about the fact that W League teams need to align with A League teams. They've spoken to us. They said if there's an A League team, you know, we've got to be looking for you guys to bring it in. Yeah. Um, and so um, so they'll be looking at, at at us in Wellington as to how we structure that moving forward. So. Um, so the answer is really like, whilst it won't happen this season because we've missed the window, we are having a red hot go to have a look at 1718 uh, to see if we can get all of that piece together, do the right thing for women's football uh, through through our regions, which will then feed into the national uh, platform, mm-hmm. and um, and then we're off and running. I think I think there's a, there's a really good uh, positive feel of it. Uh, I think that there's probably a likelihood that that the model will be maybe half the games up here and half the games down in down in North Sydney. Uh, because uh, we also see that this is a great opportunity to be a glue between it. Because if if it's if it's impossible for us to go alone and, and get there, if if the northern suburbs, um, you know, f- and the NSFA and Northbridge and yeah, you know, everyone down there can can help get us behind. Because so Northbridge do have a fair bit of money, don't they? Uh, but they could help in that sort of sense, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they could help with talent. They could help with finances. They can help with you know, fields and facilities. Yeah. NSFA, uh, their, their association can help in that space. Um, and, um, and and our, our local association, everyone coming together. And then you've really, then I think, then there's a team that everyone really wants to support because it becomes a symbol of bringing this all together. That's that's the exciting bit. That's when it works. What, what I'm nervous about, yeah, here's a big check. Go and do it. We do it ourselves and we're isolated from everybody else. Then, then, then it, it'll it'll struggle to take hold. I can't wait until we have a W League team. To be honest, hmm. speaking yeah. of women's football, yes. it's good fun. Do you know what's coming? Uh, probably. <laughs> I, I didn't know on Friday night. That's another <laughs> good segue. Um, thank you. Two good you segues. You got in a row. Uh, women's division one coach of the year. How how on earth did that happen, mate? Uh, <laughs> little wow. Golf, golf, wow. golf clap. Wow. How on earth did how that? How much ha- did it cost you? Uh, how much did it cost? <laughs> <laughs> So well, I mean, it's a it's an award that's nominated by the other coaches. Um, so I can only thank them. Uh, I do have a feeling that um, that perhaps some um, rivalries between the other coaches. I mean, Where did you finish <laughs> in the comp? We came fourth. That's coach not really of the year for fourth. The, yeah, I know. So how'd you go in the finals? Uh, we lost three nil. Um, so in yeah. the grand final or in the semi final? So yeah. oh, you didn't yeah. even no no no. <laughs> We'll, we'll just cut that one there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we stank. And to, to my girls who I'm sure listen to this, come on, next year's got to be better. That was... Yeah. So, But no, in, in saying that, I think I won by default because the other coaches didn't know the names of the other coaches. So, And they were like, oh, yeah, no, that bloke and put his name in. And that's, that's, that's right, how, how I got it, I think. That's all right. So, Well, actually, this is going to be a third good segue. Uh, the relationship with CCF, yes. that obviously uh, in the past it's been a little bit... We did this last week. Bad, did we? Yeah. Oh, we touched on it. Well, it wasn't here last week. Well, anyway, I was just going to say the this weekend with the whole with the f- family day there and stuff like that. Is that is that relationship? Yeah. Well, good at the well, moment. Well, the well, the family day doesn't happen if the relationship's not yeah, headed in exactly. the right direction. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, yeah, I said it last week. It's yeah, everyone keeps telling me how bad the relationship is, but every time I because you see that everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but every time but, I, I deal yeah. with with Darren Sprott and Alex Bergen and, and and the crew that are there, it's always great, and it's just needed time. And even Darren yeah. has said that. He said, "Mate, this just has all needed some time." Yeah, there's there's a lot of history in that in, in that in that space, um, but there's a, a closer alignment now as to where we can go uh, and grow football together, um, and um, and I think that there's a lot of clarity that, yeah, if if we can help drive not only registrations but the quality um, that's um, if we can do anything to include to increase the quality of of community football, then then we're helping CCF, and if CCF can help us grow awareness and, and crowd attendance, then then why shouldn't we have a really good partnership? So. Um, I'm looking forward to really. Uh, we're only just for the for the. We're only at the stage where we're going. You know what? We're actually okay. Let's 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 really start to move. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this isn't a segue. Um, <laughs> what's happening with the centre of excellence? What's the next step there? The next step with the centre of excellence. So at the moment, for us, we are uh, due to meet council. Which oh, that, that might be segue into the next bit. I don't know. Yeah. I'll yeah, go, yeah so, I'll do that. So um, <laughs> so, the, uh, so so we're due to meet council in a couple of weeks. We had a meeting with Mike when, when it's here and talking about the future and the next steps. Uh, the hotel is definitely the jewel in the crown, uh, which which sits on the little training pitch that's there. Um, I'd say the pub would be, in my opinion, but yeah, the pub's at the bottom of the hotel. Okay, good. Yeah. So so and look, you know, Mike said is it many it pokey times. free? So. Or is that how we're going to make revenue, like the rugby no league clubs? I have no idea. That's that's um, we're, we're we're not there yet, to be honest, to see how the um, how, how the what the pub looks like, the size, the, the, the scale, or anything like that. Who because it's being it. built where that other pitch is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, you know where the hut is, the old wooden hut. I can't yeah, see yeah. your pointing, Luke. I yeah. know, but people yeah. can imagine it. <laughs> the three quarter pitch at Tugra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so right the one there, they don't train on. And where the um, and where, train there. where where the old <laughs> hut is. That's that's yeah. the location for it. But the main part for us at the moment is to walk, is to figure out the access from Ibis Road. The main access into the precinct needs to come from uh, Ibis Road, not from uh, where, where you guys currently came in. So until we've got that access. We don't have the DAs to, to continue right. to, to build that's there. Uh, we are in conversations right now with council in regards to uh, getting some additional fields and what can that look like. Um, where well, yeah. just around the corner here, they are they building the is it 11 pitches up there? Yeah, that's right. So, so when it's daylight, you can actually see them from uh, from here. Yeah, the, we yeah, can see that last yeah, week. Yeah, they're yeah. straight out. So, so and, um, and it's a really important conversation with us in council about how can we connect our site and that site uh, to have a sporting uh, precinct because the gap in the middle... Pro- you know what you need? What do we need? The uh, Remember how Sydney used to have a monorail? <laughs> Can you pinch that? <laughs> have, a, have a monorail? There's a Simpsons ad that's The Mariner's monorail. monorail. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, One of the classic Simpsons episodes, though. Yeah, absolutely. So in, in, in between... Uh, what parcels of land can be turned into into fields for academy, synthetic pitches, fields for Tugra? Um, yeah, I think would be an important part uh, comes through. So, so we're having all those conversations right now uh, as to the next stages. That's that's there. So, and um, um, yeah, yeah, and then off we go. Okay. Well, the segue was a little while ago, but council. Yes. What's happening with the stadium? What's it? Well, that's our question to, to council as well. What is happening with the stadium? We right. are asking for a 10-year deal. What's happening with the council? <laughs> well, well, Who did you actually speak to? <laughs> uh, so, well, we've spoken to the administrator. We've spoken to Rob Noble, the CEO. We've um, spoken to key staff. Uh, Do you want us to contact him? So, oh, he, we can, he'll <laughs> buckle. Do it. Do Facebook. It. There's, there's no Here doubt. Number. We'll, yeah, we'll prank yeah. call him. We'll prank call him. <laughs> Letters. So, um, we'll, yeah, offer we'll, him we'll, we'll offer him the Jets job. We'll offer him the Jets job. 
<laughs> Sean doesn't know. You don't know what we're talking about, do you? Uh, no, I did. I listened to that one to, oh, to the okay. call right at the end afterwards. Yep. So, so, have you contacted him again? No, no. He missed yeah. out. Though. We we should we should contact him to say he didn't get the job though. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'd be very. That'd be probably be nice of us. Poor Daniel. Although the the first one wasn't nice, but it was funny for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the club's asked for a ten-year deal. So we've asked for a ten-year deal. Yeah, we um, want to propose to them um, some some strategies around how the stadium can improve. Um, so we've got some strong expertise in this area, but also some strong ideas. Uh, what does a a roof look look like over Bay Sixteen, so that you, you guys aren't in the sun and you've got some <laughs> weather protection? That'd be nice. Now, well, like seriously, how important is that? This is a community don't facility. Don't local residents behind the stadium have a deal with council? I know it's a new council, but I'm sure they had a deal with council lasted x amount of years that promised them uh, views of the of the lake. Well, no one's been able to actually tell us that from council. We're asking that. So, that's, so, yeah, that's, so, so we want to know, is that what the community is just assuming? That's what we get told every time we mention it. I think Laurie told me that a lot, like, yeah. ages ago. So, And then has anyone actually stood there to see how high the roof can and can't be? Because, cause <laughs> I, yeah. If you went straight, yeah. what would be the issue? Yeah, exactly. I don't get it. Yeah, so so again, I've, I think that there's an opportunity that's there. Yeah. Um, we we want to have yellow seats. We don't want to have bears in the seats. It's ridiculous. We, yeah, we, yeah. That, that that needs to fix. We need better corporate facilities. We go kick some out if you want. So. A lot of the chairs in Bay 16 are stuffed. To yeah. be honest, there's a lot of them that have been kicked off. Don't look at me. Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we stop losing, <laughs> people people much. that stand on the seats after a win and bra- accidentally break a seat. So, so putting all that aside, you'd start to ask the question, all right, well, look, yeah, everyone agrees that there's stuff that can happen in the stadium, but why hasn't it happened uh, and what are the structures that are there? Our uh, conversation with the council, what we wanted them to consider is at the moment, council is running the stadium, so they're running a business, so they're looking at it like a business, rather than having who's working on the business, not in the business that's there. Yeah, who's actually piecing together the right politicians to come together and say, this isn't good enough, we need to get there. And so, yeah, I'm starting to call out some of the politicians, and I'll say Lucy Weeks and, and um, yeah, David Harris, I'd like us to come together and become the, uh, the, 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 the parliamentary friends of the Mariners and, and come together and actually help this stadium grow, help it for the community. No, it's not just about Central Coast Mariners anymore. So we think that there's a really big conversation that's not being had here, and, and we're, we're really passionate to, to get on the front foot and do that. Now, the council's in amalgamation at the moment so there's two views there's a view now that you can actually get a lot of stuff done because there's a couple people who are experts who can make decisions and move forward without having to get tangled up into the politics but there's also another view that well they're placeholders at the moment they're not going to want to really do a lot until the new council comes in that's irrelevant that's all Mm. cool either way but surely we can map out right now what is a long-term strategy so that we can get there because for our club to grow for this community to grow uh, that stadium needs to grow and benefit is there any chance of ownership of the stadium? Um, is there any? Well, we've asked that question, and we're 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 waiting for a response. Yeah, um, for sure. So, it's it's a that's a big call for um for the, for the for the local mm. council to um uh, to consider. But the question's been made. Um, Mike was in town and asked the question. He said, "Yeah, should I look to buy the stadium?" Mm. And when you when you then take that conversation out of the Central Coast and forget about the Mariners and all that. You look at football in Australia. That's massive. And you, and you look at the season draw. To have a stadium that is actually a football stadium where football comes first, wow, that's an exciting time. Yeah, and you're really looking at, uh, at Mike going, he wants to you know, make a big impact on A-League. So you've got a default stadium for any football match that happens across the country. When it comes to the scheduling challenges, the reason we've got so many away games at the front end is because the back end of the season, all the other venues are not available. 
Well, you know, we've got an option here that I think that um, it, it's too important not to put on the table and have the question and asked and see what happens. The challenge is at the moment, no one knows who is the person to start to answer that question. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the only stadium that's really football only is Coopers for Adelaide. I'm not... Is there another stadium in the league that's built specifically for football and I don't not think so. for another sport? No, I don't think nobody else Coop- it. Not, not at an A-League. Coopers was no. a real... I think Coopers is a really nice stadium for football. It's, it's the only built one really good. Off, yeah. 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 See, I think it, that's what makes me laugh that, you know, in some people's opinion, and in mine as well, Mike's done some things that maybe not as many people, as many people have agreed with, but when people are still constantly crapping on about, oh, he wants to move the team, he wants to move the team... That's, but then he goes yeah. to the council and asks questions like that if he wants to buy the ground. <laughs> the team's not going anywhere, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, the whole moving game yeah. thing is annoying, but people, um, we're not going anywhere. People joined up Hutch getting sacked to moving down to Canberra. Yeah, that, that was good. That's, that wow. is such a f- long bow. Mm. Wow. wow. Very long bow. We read that one out in Stupid Things on Facebook <laughs> before. So Cool. I would invite you to take part of that. But I kind of guess that you don't want to do that. No, I want Sean to stay around, so... Oh, I'm, I'm not afraid. <laughs> you want to read some <laughs> of the stupid <laughs> things out? There, there are some people I won't... Uh, you know, I really shouldn't uh, read those ones out, but... Uh, I can modulate it, your voice look, or something. If there's, a, if there's a bloke in Nigeria who's after free membership, I'm happy to read it. <laughs> All right, we'll do that one. <laughs> I'll see you, Wayo, or I think his name was. Right, um, okay. Um, now, up the road, we've got the Jets... Um, I just want to ask if this is similar to your situation. So a guy called Mark Jones got the coaching job up there who is allegedly mates with um, your counterpart. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I'm, I'm wondering where this is going. <laughs> so is that how Ocon got the job here? Is he oh, mates with you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we hang out at the Marconi Club all the time. Oh, so. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, yeah, so it led to the hashtag uh, jobs for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you... I'd Never met Paolo until... Uh, no, no, not your case. Yeah. The Newcastle case. It's yeah. a bit weird, isn't it? I, I don't like to comment on other Vote thoughts. one. Fair Vote enough. one, I will comment on it. You <laughs> Vote one, Laurie. What do you guys reckon about that? Do you think it's a bit... Of course it is. Yeah. Although is he just he, taking he a leaf a, out of the FFA's book? He is a Newcastle legend, but he did play for... I can't remember who he played for, but he was... He's a proud Novocastrian, apparently, from the article that I read about it. And what He was the former Adelaide... Uh, Adelaide Reds w coach. Yeah. 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 So, what, has, what do you reckon? He has been involved in football on the coast a lot, and he's bounced between here and Newcastle. I think that's why they don't like it. Because well, they've got a CEO. The, the, the Jets fans yeah, no, on, on their Facebook. Jets fans were the Facebook comments. They were not happy. There was it was what ninety percent majority. They were shredding didn't want it. it. Oh, we'll read some destroyed. of those out later then. Yeah. I think some are still scratching their heads as to why Miller was sacked. I think it was all ego. It was not really a business decision. It was all ego, I think, in my opinion. From the owners? Yeah. I would agree with that. Mm. He was a knob, though, so. It's no real loss. <laughs> I don't think it is, no. I love how Sean's just sitting here quietly. Do you want to mute your <laughs> mic just in case you accidentally laugh at something? No, I'm all good. good. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, memberships were up to 4,200, apparently. I just spoke to Dan, and uh, which is quite good. It's up from last year. I won't go into exact figures because he mentioned he's going to release something tomorrow, so I won't uh, spoil his little party. <laughs> you want to say something about that? Or you just want to look at me and nod? Uh, yeah, I'll look at you and <laughs> nod for a little bit just see. But no, no, look, memberships, uh, there's been a big shift in memberships, which is great. Uh, we're a long way ahead of where we were this time last year. However, this time last year we had a really late uh, take-up, so we need to have a similar spike to keep ahead of the game. Um, and um, 
And yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about, about our, our membership program moving forward. It's a coasty way to shop at the last second. Yeah, and if they mention this podcast, Dan reminded me to remember remind you of this. Uh, mention the podcast and you'll get a discount. Isn't that right? Yeah, that is right. In fact, I think that... Someone the, tweeted midweek yeah, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. signed up. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so. Nine members, so you can thank us for that. Yeah, there we go. That's Nine right. members on making us. making a difference. <laughs> <laughs> we try. Uh, you three don't try. count. It's like a grain <laughs> of sand on the beach. <laughs> Have you all signed up, by the way? Your, yeah. Your, your yeah. yellow membership? Yeah. 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 So... I want to move on to the Canberra Olympic trialists that were coming down. Yes, they we play in the FA Cup tonight against yeah. Green Gully, who knocked us out, so I'm going for Canberra in that one. <laughs> so is, what's the what's the latest on uh, on those two? Was it three players coming down? Three players yeah. and so, a coach. So, so there's three players in total and one coach okay. right now. Um, so so in, as of two days ago, uh, the coach and um, Andrew Slavich uh, came in and, and trained with us all day. Uh, and will stay with us for the week. And, and I, I tell you what, I, I just went and spoke to Ivan Yolik and, and he was really excited by the initiative that's there. And then, uh, and then yeah, the the other two guys from uh, from Canberra Olympic. There we go. So it's it's Habtamerium. I knew, and when I had to announce it, I had literally said that's it about thirty name. times, that's and I still very, got it wrong. Very hard so, name to pronounce. But, but uh, Jeremy Habtamerium, definitely watch him. Well, you would have watched him by the time you hear the podcast, perhaps. But he's a, he's an absolute weapon. He's got a bit of an Azaka Cernak hair. Uh, that's there, and uh, hope and he doesn't and, play like him. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and Andrew Slavich, who uh, who many know in football circles. Um, yeah, they, these three kids killed it down in Canberra. They were really good. They were the standouts, without doubt. So, what um, positions did they play? Do you know? Uh, so, Habtamerium and Slavich were both uh, were both right wingers, but they'd both cut in a fair bit. And uh, Sakenis, he was he was in a ten and went out to the right as well. So, um, so I know you're not the coach. That's probably not probably the right person to ask, but with uh, Adelson getting his ACL again, which is horrible, is there a chance that as an injury replacement one of these guys could come in for him? If they impress enough? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt that there is still um, there is still movement with our roster. Yeah. Yeah, so so there's still there's still yeah, one definitely one, maybe two to come in. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's there. So whether it's uh, and I suppose there was there was always um, there was always one to come in before uh, Jake uh, had his injury, and now there's the opportunity for uh, for for that to be increased. Cover as, plus as well. one. So so we can we're potentially looking at because of the injury replacement a, a better quality signing uh, than what we're able to do. Because as far as I know, the injury replacement's called uh, covered by insurance, isn't it? So it doesn't. It's yeah, not necessarily right. us having to spend any sort of more money. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's exactly what happens. Is is the is is um, is is the salary is covered by the insurance, and then that salary is then allowed to be reallocated. Yeah. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. I've known that beans. for a while. <laughs> uh, you've made me lose what I was going to read. <laughs> uh, the A League advertising. We sort of brushed it on a bit earlier. Um, the launch was yesterday. Yeah, um, you've got to have a team with I Tim Cahill. Rubbish. Yeah, it was in my opinion as well. It's just centered around uh, Samoan that you know plays for one team <laughs> in the whole league. <laughs> it's because like, Cahill's that? the powerhouse apparently. Who? Darren. Darren Dazza yeah. Cahill is the is the powerhouse of the A League now, but yeah, it, it le- left a lot to be desired. I think. I think it's 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 because they I think they kept it to a minimum because of the AFL and NRL grand finals this weekend, so the media would be saturated with all talk about the AFL and NRL. So that's the problem the is it's so centralised. I remember the first season um, advertising it had every player 
kicking a ball against a wall for some reason. <laughs> Chad Gibson was in it, and Hutcho was in it, I think, too. Was that where Scribe was in the background? Yeah. yeah. Well, he wasn't actually in the background, but his well, music was. Music yeah. was yeah. Um, that would have been a bit weird. Um, but every team was represented, and um, I can't remember what the message said on the wall, but this is just that one was, um, it was for one club. It was old soccer, new football. Thank you, Josh. I remember it. That's it. Sorry, someone wants to join the podcast. He's got, yeah, <laughs> he's got a bit of envy in the corner there. Okay, <laughs> look at <laughs> me, guys. I'm here. Okay, Tyson, I'm going to ask you. Do you remember the advertising for the second season? Do you remember what the whole theme was? No. I think Tyson was like 15 then. That's a bit rough on him. <laughs> do, do I was 12. Do you remember what it was? I was 12 in 2006 with the second season. What was the theme of the second season of advertising? I don't know. I was like 12. Any idea? I don't know. Any idea? It was robots. Robots. Yeah. Oh, I vaguely remember seeing an ad for that. Yeah. So that was a failed advertising campaign, and I think the the fact that everyone's taking the piss out of this one shows that it's not doing its job. I think if if the robots thing came out in the social media era, then it would have got taken the piss out of as well as much as this one has. Yeah, I it's agree. just it's just I not it's just not very innovative or exciting I to me. I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna think that yeah. Uh, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, and I'm going to say I don't mind it because you're all you're all talking about it. You're all well, got we into are it. football worked. Uh, yeah, yeah, it worked. It's all designed yeah. around getting non-fans though yeah, to come in. Yeah, That's yeah, what it's targeted the, the, to. The target has shifted. Yeah, yeah. we are mm. football was a call to to get the foundations right, and the and the league has grown since that. So we are football yep. was right. You know, where was it? The first year of the Wanderers, or just a year before? So it's just really starting to build that together. So you can say that that's that's done its job, and it's time to move forward. But knowing the rest of the campaign, there's uh, there's more to come in, in this campaign space. Um, I think the fact that everybody's talking about it in the way that football fans want to talk about things, I think it's 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 taking the piss. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Fair absolutely. Enough. There's there, there's there's an ability here for us to to poke a bit of fun at ourselves. But the mainstream aren't going to get those jokes. They're not going to see it. The mm. mainstream are going to go, Tim Cahill, wow, you know, yeah. and they're going to, yeah, you know, and they're going to come here on New Year's Eve, and we're going to get you know people here that we haven't had before. So, um, so I'm actually relieved that there is a marketing campaign and that we yeah, are talking I would have to yeah, for, for a lot that, of yes. non fans for a lot of non fans though Cahill is the face of of soccer of, of soccer yeah. football yeah. In, in the country so it does make sense but all the I just, fans I, I just already think it's too not, centralized yeah it is a bit but it's just because he's the face I think of of Australian football really you know whether we we like it or not he's really the most well known player in the country yeah but if you drive around the coast do you see any advertising whatsoever no, it's it's all it's all in the cities. It's all in Sydney. Well, Gosford's a city. Oh, that's you're, stre- question- you're stretching a bit there. That's questionable. <laughs> yeah, well, if if Wong's a city <laughs> too, if, if Rob Squillachotti from the FFA is hearing no, this, then, then bloody listen because because <laughs> there isn't anything up here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, there, there's so. prime opportunity on the uh, on the highway on, at Arimba where all the billboards are on the train line. Dog Trap Road, anyone? Dog Trap Road? <laughs> Perfect spot for an advertisement. You know, we could advertise a podcast up there. We could. Yeah, if we could afford it. What? A bit of fabric and some spray paint? Yeah, that'll do. That's ch- that's dear. <laughs> Just hang it, hang it in front of another advertisement. Go make to make the sure pub, it's not there. Put yeah. that next to it. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we should do. Though. We should just do our own advertisement if the FFA doesn't want to give us any money. Yeah, we'll let's just, do it. We'll just do it ourselves. Okay, well, you want to segue? <laughs> if you want to sponsor this membership, uh, this uh, sponsorship, uh, we still have our GoFundMe thing going. Uh, we need to get... Uh, well, we've we've raised enough money for um, the gear and subscription to um, SoundCloud. That alone is 140 bucks for the year. Um, 
And but the Skype call yeah, as well we'll, yeah, costs we'll, money to call people on Skype. We'd like to do some more flyers. Um, we've got some in the works already. But um, any advertising just for Mariners games? I know the club do their own advertising, but we could probably take the piss out of their advertising <laughs> as well. Hey, Tyson. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up. Cool. <laughs> yeah, i got nothing else to say. All right, we should probably let Sean go home. Yeah. He'll get in trouble. Probably had a long day. Is that it? We can keep going if you want. We've got the, <laughs> all on you. the Jets house up at Newcastle. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, happy, to, I'm happy to hang back. I, I won't make much comment. But Can we get know. some stickers? Let's stickers. get a Mariner's yeah, house. Yeah, we'll get some stickers. Mariner's stickers. Oh, okay, we'll we'll we sticker bomb the Jets house. There we go. Yeah. Want some stickers? Get you some stickers. <laughs> so. We're thinking of getting some Tyson? paint. Am I, am I out, Tyson? Is I'm, I'm getting the wind up here from, from Tyson, I think. That's all right. I think he wants to go home. Maybe yeah. Tyson wants to go home. Yep. Yeah. He's had a long day. <laughs> I'll hang around for the next segment. All right. I'll, I'll listen in. I won't contribute, but I don't, I don't <laughs> normally contribute anyway. Okay, we have a few questions um, from people on Facebook. We'll start with Ian Riley. He's asked... Um, why is the A-League logo backwards on the um, the picture I did? That's because the FFA and the people running the A-League are backwards. <laughs> so I thought I'd do that as well. It's clever. Very clever from Jimmy right there. Yeah. Um, Andrew Bellamy has asked, players most looking forward to this season um, and promising players? Pain. Pain for me. Kind of pain? Yep. Uh, yeah, I think Payne's definitely up there. He's gone very well in pre-season so far. Scored again on the weekend as well. I was going to say Adelson, um, but we all know what happened there. I so know, and he was looking really that good. That was too. terrible. He was looking was really good. Really sucks. But uh, he was almost best on ground that game. I think Adelson mm. when he came on played really well. Um, I guess Bahagia. I'd like to see him play a bit more. Yeah, that boy Trent. Yeah, Sean. Liam Rose, after yep. last season and the amount of time he spent with Lewis Garcia, the time he's been away with the. Uh, yeah, with the uh, with the young Socceroos, I think um, this is this could be the breakout year for him. Do you think it'll be hard to hold on to him come January? Um, look, that's only a good thing, you know. If if he's if he's in that if he's in that stage that uh, they're, they're looking at international, then then that's brilliant. He reminds me so much of Aaron Moy, temperament, style, yeah, uh, and Aaron at the same age. Wasn't, that's that's wasn't a good. Really that's a very that's, good. Yeah, that's, that's a very good that's point very actually. Good point. Now that I think about it, because he's got that sort of slow sort of. Movement about him that Aaron Moy has. That mm. sort of He's got like that Caesar pass before it happens sort of yeah. mentality. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Boki Vukovic has asked, any new Yellow Army songs? Um, you have to no. wait till match day. Not for me at the moment. I've That's got nothing. <laughs> Pete Pryor does, comes up with all the songs, I think. No, he doesn't. Who does then? I'll come up with a few. Oh, well done. Thank you. I can't think of any new ones, no. No, I haven't had a new one for two years. No, <laughs> just all the same stuff. Apart from um, the sandwiches one that we did. <laughs> That's just stupid, though. Oh should, no. should do the Chumbawamba. Yeah. No, we're not doing tub thumping. Tub thumping. Tub thumping. <laughs> we'll, bring, we'll bring tubs and actually thump them. <laughs> <laughs> A few members might like it. Um, no, we'll see what we can come up with. Like, there's some new songs out like every week. For me, so I think so- songs something. come out after five or six schooners after at the leagues after the game. That's when songs And something funny come. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like cheese flying and hitting you in the face. Cheese man. Yep. If you don't if you don't know what you what you're we're right talking there, Luke? about. Yeah, I'm good. There's a guy in the bay. He's a really he's a top bloke. 
really is, gets really excited and when we score or someone gets a yellow card, throws craft singles in the air and sometimes it hits other people. Have you heard about that, Sean? No, I haven't. He's the True only story. one. He's got an FFA ban from the stadium. He's the only one from our club. <laughs> he still comes in. Yeah. <laughs> So you've never heard about that? No, I've spoken to the gentleman who has the FFA ban, and if it's the same guy, then uh, I, I get that. Does he have like a <laughs> crazy glint in his eye? Uh, I've only spoken to him over the phone. Oh, right. Yeah, so ask me if he wanted to appeal. Another another great yeah. story about Cheese Guy is the magnificent night of the 7-2 against Sydney stripped down to his underpants <laughs> in the bay. After the seventh goal went in, I was probably a robe in front. I looked around. I was going, going ape, you know what, because we were 7-2 seven, we up. And it was one of the worst sights of my life, <laughs> but it was it was a very good night that one. Hopefully, more of those in the future. Well, there um, was there was the ACL game where the whole bay moved, and he decided to stay in the bay and <laughs> jump and yes. chant, <laughs> sing the same song on his at own. The same time. He always jumps really high with the scarf and yeah, scarf like, in the air, tw- like twirls the scarf in the air. Mate, you have to come down the bay seriously. We've yeah. got some characters, characters down there. So. I like it. I might get in there. But it's fun. It's very fun. Uh, yeah. All right. The last question is from Justin Matthew or Cooney. Uh, plans <laughs> for the season, Tifos, etc. Um, well, Sean doesn't know this, but we're going to try and do a pyro every week. Going <laughs> <laughs> to try and do a pyro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we tried, but oh well. Sorry. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bring smokies in. We're gonna we're we're gonna hide them. Uh, not Eddie Maguire style, because that would probably hurt, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no plans. Nah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, that's all right. Well, when the FFA marketing campaign against Flares comes out this season, which will be very exciting, and mm. I'm sure we'll be right up there. Do you know what's contradictory with that? They, The FFA want to crack down on fans doing anything remotely wrong, yet they use... Like um, I think I saw an image Last of season. Sydney fans coming onto the pitch, not entirely their fault, but you know a lot of them got pushed on there and then ended up there, and they're using that as part of the advertising campaign. And that was where it's people had got banned from yeah, the stadium. Yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You can't have cake and eat it too. Yeah, and look, you know, I think you'll even notice that the marketing campaign moving forward is is definitely aimed at a younger market, and they will start to. Uh, they've heard that you know that irony. Uh, that's there, so I th- so I think you'll actually see from this season moving forward that that'll start to tone down. But there is a specific anti-flare marketing campaign uh, that's going to come out, oh, which I can't, I, I can't wait to see in our stadium. It's like, are you serious? You're going to make us, yeah, put this stuff up and do that? So we've had one fun. from memory. They still so. put the flare bucket in front of the bay with the tongs because we have <laughs> had one at ACL match. one one and another one that was found in the toilet. Wow, were you here for that? No, no there was one found in the toilet before a A League match. What in a pipe? Uh, in no, a pipe? I think there was in like in the system. Someone lift up the system and put a flare in there. Oh, wow. Inside job. So security went around and um, did a did a sweep. search. Yeah, and they found it in the toilet. Wow, stupid. I can I can tell you I can tell you a, a great flare um, story at Allianz Stadium, and we're actually in the room having the security debrief, and uh, and so you're about an hour hour and a half before before the gates open. And yeah, and so we're up in the corporate boxes having a meeting, and we see this guy walking through the stadium on the other side, and he just sort of sits down and he just waits for a little bit, and then he sort of leans over and sort of caught our attention, like, well, what's he actually doing? And he ripped the cap off the bottom of the seat, was sliding flares down, and then put the cap back on and toddled off. So then when we <laughs> literally had the security meeting, went, 
go down and see what he did. Cracked it open, and he was one of the catering staff from uh, <laughs> uh, from Allianz. So I was in the venue early, sneaking in all the flares. That was wow. definitely Harry, because Harry used to work there. Yeah, so. <laughs> we've got the guy's number if you want. <laughs> Harry, I assume he was a Wanderers fan. Uh, yeah, look, I, I don't know, but it was a stereotype. A, a, an orange-coloured uh, smoky was was you know, taken, but um, could have been a Sydney fan just on something silly. I don't know. I'm sure you've got plenty of flare stories from being. At the Wanderers. At yeah. the Wanderers. Yeah, yeah. Enough it. to last a lifetime. That's another story. Yeah. I'm sure you got a lot of other inappropriate stories being at the Panthers as well, but we won't go down that <laughs> avenue. <laughs> right. Um, well, you mentioned uh, Rosie before. Um, he captained the Young Socceroos uh, or the other night. Uh, they won the AWF Under-19 Championship over Thailand with a 5-1 win. So that's a good experience for us. So we, we turned it around, didn't we? I think we lost mm. t- to Thailand earlier 5-1 and then we just beat them 5-1. So that was a bit of revenge and mm. it was good to, get a, good to get a good win. Now, there's a question. I don't, I'm, I don't know if you guys know or not, but we just won the AWF on the 90 championship, yet the senior team isn't in. Do you know anything about that? I think it's about no being, I'm going to say it's about being invited into it. Because a lot of the teams have had to play qualifying rounds. Invite only. Mm, I think it's invite, maybe. Because we're not technically a part of the area that... They don't like us. No. Fair enough. Especially at the moment. They obviously don't like us. Uh, National Youth League trials have started. Um, first, And it's the first time our players... I'm just quoting what Tyson said here. First time our players are going to have a 12-month contract. And after they finish with the Youth League, they're going to go on to the academy team. Yeah, that's correct. So the contract structure changes now uh, for everybody in the NYL, NPL uh, structure that's there, So which is which is a really good thing. That's, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's great. Right, we're going to move on to a fan favourite. We don't look... Guys, we're running out of material, so if you can post more stupid things, if you want to get in this segment... Or you can find stuff for us. Find yeah. stupid comments and, and just post it to us. Because we search for... We literally search for hours, and we find funny things, not necessarily stupid... Uh, but if you want to get in this segment, I know there's a couple of you like listening to this, just put something stupid up there, just incomprehensible, and we'll read it out for a bit of fun. So, here comes the music. Do you want to start us off, Sean? Yeah, really. We've got one here from Oyedeji Tundi. I'm a Nigerian from African continent. I'd love to be a member. Will I be given membership? I love the FC. <laughs> Is this gentleman going to get a membership? Bum, bum. No chance. Sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, poor guy. He hasn't left his address or his phone number or his email or anything. How can we contact him? Give us money or go jump. Offer him the job at the Jets. How about we take his, we take his money and just don't send the membership? <laughs> Uh, we've got one here from Mr. King. He's actually a Jets fan. Poor so bloke. it explains, yes, it kind of explains his mentality. But do we need another preseason trial? When does the freaking season kick off? So much football and none of it for points. <laughs> we really? would have liked another game or two, I'm sure. <laughs> what? Yeah, t- it's, yeah I'm not even going to bother. You got one from uh, Mr. McDougall, I believe. <laughs> Forgive me for being ignorant, but wouldn't you need to win to have a winning mentality? Question mark. What an idiot. Take that, Harry. Who's that? 
Hello, Harry. I'm looking forward to the to the response. Now, okay, this isn't a stupid comment. This is something funny I found on the Jets um, page. Apparently, when they played up at Cessnock recently, a gentleman on a... Uh, let's, well, let's not kid ourselves. A guy. I'm not going to say he's a gentleman. <laughs> he was riding a motorcycle around the stadium. Guaranteed the, to have probably one, to- one tooth, maybe yeah, two at the most. More tits than teeth. <laughs> he um, got on a motorcycle, was riding around the game on the east side of the pitch, and there were three cops, including one senior... And this guy spelled it wrong. He says, and now the Kamer cops are after him around Cessnock as well. Um, hashtag another day in Cessnock. So apparently he was... Um, so Newcastle residents spelling incorrectly? Yeah. That's a shock. He was taunting not only the police, but the right squad as well. So um, good on you, mate. It's more entertaining than watching a Jets game. That's classic Cessnock. Doesn't get so Cessnock, Cessnock. Like that. Yeah. I think, didn't they have like a Reclaim Australia rally there? That sort of sums up. What Cessnock's all about? I probably much. did. <laughs> probably all One Nation voters. You got anything else, Sean? No, I got nothing. Yeah, see, so guys, we're struggling for this. So we we need we need the season to start to properly kick it off. Yeah. Next week, next week we might get Paul. Hopefully, maybe. Maybe if we get an organizer. Yeah. Tyson, can we get Paul next week? Thumbs up. He's done. Tentative. It. Yes. We'll Confirmed. see what we'll see what happens. So, have you got any questions for Paul? Not funny and stupid, just um, serious questions. Um, Are we going to win this year? Don't ask that. Are we going to do better than uh, last season? This is just crashing. Uh, you like def- our season definitely ask year. him about Elvis. There's something a little not right about Paolo and his obsession with Elvis. Like <laughs> it is. He thinks he thinks Elvis is still alive. Righto. Yeah. Really? Do you know what we need? We need to organise an Elvis impersonator to walk past that door a few times. Can we organise that? Someone to dress up as Elvis next week? (laughs) Have Paolo dress up as Elvis. As we're talking to him. Do the interview as Elvis. As we're talking to him, just get someone to walk by about twice, three times, and he'll be like... No, we'll we'll get Wookie. Come along. You see on the members page? Oh, yes. That was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I got no idea what you're talking about. Can can we we organise Super Hubert? (laughs) <laughs> to what, dressed up as Elvis <laughs> Good lord and That's it for this week's podcast uh, Don't forget to go down to Sidelines And try out their new menu I hear it's absolutely fantastic uh, Thank you for supporting us And we'll be back next week